Welcome to the Mosh Pit, your home for unsigned punk, rock, and metal artists, where your music goes to be heard. Welcome to the Mosh Pit. Doing a special edition today. I got Dylan Little in here with us. What up, what up? So you've had an exciting couple of weeks. What's uh, yeah. What's been going on? Um, been uh, staying up in Canton, Georgia, and took an internship with a guy who runs a uh, kind of the local music scene around Canton and uh, Ackworth and all that. A uh, guy by the name of David Suttis, really cool dude. Uh, he's got a lot of really cool stuff coming up. Um, been learning how to run sound a little bit for like acoustic evenings and open mic nights and uh, been doing that pretty consistently and learning a lot. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty fun, man. So how long have you been doing that? Uh, I just started working for him about three weeks ago i want to say two or three weeks ago so oh, not, not super long but it's been pretty interesting already cool so uh you got to meet anybody famous uh yeah it turns out um <laughs> we were doing a uh, 80s or back to the 80s party um at a place called revival venue up there mm-hmm. in canton really cool venue um and the band that was playing, they had a, a guitarist filling in, and turns out, because I ended up having a conversation with them after the show, I mean, they absolutely killed it, really good band, they're called Guardians of the Jukebox, mm. and uh, their vocalist, Ben Powell, also is really talented, but uh, anyways, we uh, we ended up talking a little bit after the show, and I was like, hey man, y'all set was really good, you know, like, really impressed, um, I was asking him, like, you know, I'm looking for musicians to work with, like, are you guys local to the Canton area? And he was like, yeah, we, we hang out around here. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And uh, he ended up giving me his number and talking about having dinner sometime. Well, David comes up to me after the show, and he was like, do you know who that was that you just talked to? And I was like, I just know his name is Rich. And he was like, bro, that guy was the guitarist for Fozzie. And he was like, he's also played and hung out with Zach Wilde and stuff. And I was like, bro what like you gotta be kidding me man like it was crazy because uh that's the first time i've really met somebody that was like been on that level before yeah because he literally rich even told me he's like uh do me a favor man like um when i give you my number like please don't give this out to anybody and i like i thought that was kind of weird because i didn't know who he was you know what i'm saying yeah and i was like uh i've got you man i won't give it out to nobody but you know and then david told me that and i was like whoa <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah those all those guys from Fozzie are really down-to-earth guys just yeah just really awesome really nice dude that's cool man well congrats yeah appreciate it man. <laughs> challenger deep immersive
that I work with, they're over in, well, they just got back from NAM, which is pretty cool. Have you seen the posts on those? Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of people. I've, I follow a lot of people who go to NAM on Instagram, uh, like Jared Dines, uh, for example. He's actually a guitarist you should check out. He's got a lot of good YouTube content and Instagram content. Yeah, cool. Uh, really cool dude from what I can tell, really nice to people, really good musician. Um I've been seeing a lot of the posts about like the gear people are releasing and like the signature guitars that people are coming out with. Um, a lot of the actual musicians that were at NAM this year, and NAM is something I've always wanted to go to, but unfortunately I've never been able to go yet. But I've always been told by a lot of musicians that have been that like, if, dude, if you ever get a chance, like go. Like it's a really cool experience. That's awesome. I mean, I've, I think they've even had people like John Mayer there before, and like big, big names. Oh yeah, so. yeah, big, big names. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great networking experience too. Yeah, for sure. So, what are you doing right now as far as music? Are you playing um, anywhere? Or? Pretty much the same thing. I actually came to a really big realization um, <laughs> when I was leaving my ex girlfriend's apartment. Um, I was driving home and I was listening to the fray on the radio or on you know Apple Music, and uh, I kind of started thinking. I was like, you know, I've always been doing heavy music for most of my time as a musician, and I'm always gonna love heavy music, and I'm still gonna always put out heavy stuff um, in the future. But when I was a kid growing up, that's kind of the stuff that I also listened to aside from like rock music was like the fray and like indie bands mm -hmm. and like s stuff like that. So that whole kind of sound and working with uh, David in the local music scene up in Canton, I've experienced a lot of musicians who have that kind of sound and who do that genre, I guess you could say. And mm -hmm. it's really given me like a kind of a new perspective on all that because when I was a kid, I used to actually sing a lot and Throughout high school, I, I was never really confident with my voice or anything, but I started singing again uh, the, over the past couple of years. And so far, every time that I've sang for people, like, it's never been a terrible reaction. It's usually like, you know, uh, you can use a little bit of practice, but it was really good, or people just say that it was good. So I'm like, maybe I'll give being a vocalist a shot, like playing guitar and singing in a band. So hmm. I'm actually now kind of determined to try to get a band pulled together that has that kind of genre to it, that the fray i guess if you want to put it like a label on it yeah but um because i feel like that definitely fits like who i am as a person and my style musically and uh all that so i don't know maybe i could even find a way to kind of blend some rock elements with that and kind of blend it somehow so who knows That'd i'm just cool. i'm just trying to find dudes right now or even females who are you know dedicated to just making music yeah, definitely. You know, that was one of the uh, goals for the, well, back when it was, back when I was pushing the label harder, I really wanted a homegrown band, like yeah. one that I scouted, I found, yeah. I put together, you know, yeah. have our name on it at least. Um, so I know a few people looking for, I think they're all guitarists, I don't know any drummers. <laughs> Man, that's, I was actually talking to somebody about that recently, that's one thing that does kind of frustrate me a little bit about today's music is it's there's guitarists everywhere uh -huh. like abundance of guitarists uh -huh. and I, I mean it you know i don't knock people for playing guitar because i mean it's it's music i mean yeah. you know it's how you express yourself it's what you want to do 
but it, it does get a little discouraging sometimes when you look at just the numbers, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, okay, I've got a guitarist. I need yeah. a drummer. Where are the guys who bang on something? Yeah. <laughs> Chaos Crew, Whiteout. <laughs> to kind of learn how to play multiple instruments because 
my only problem right now with I, I could release and record and release good solo music mm-hmm. by myself right now. I just don't have all the equipment that I need to get it done at the moment. So I'm I'm trying to work on getting more studio equipment and things like that to, to better my recording. Cool. But uh hear that ladies yeah, and gentlemen, we've got our own Trent Reznor in here. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I just do what I can, man, really. <laughs> work with what I got. That's awesome, dude. That is awesome. Well, um, there's a couple of good studios around here that, um, have you looked into them? Yeah, um, David actually, uh, the other guy who he's got running sound, um, Mm -hmm. who's also, uh, doing kind of like teaching people how to run sound and stuff, uh, is a guy named Patrick Can, and he runs Pecan, uh, studios out of Kennesaw. Um, I was actually talking with him about doing some stuff, because he actually went to school for music technology. And um, he's he's works out of a really big, nice studio. Um, I know that that would be probably one person good to get hooked up with. Uh, I think there's actually a studio called Homegrown Studios out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is. what you was mentioning? There's them, and then there's, uh, was that Madison Records? I, I don't think I've ever heard of them. Um, Connect Live, they do, they've got a um, recording studio. Connect Live, I've heard of that, yeah. Over in Woodstock with Luke? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, there's probably a, don't like, they a run uh, <laughs> the Mad Life venue up there? There is the Mad Life, yeah, but I don't I don't know who aren't runs they associated it. somehow? Or I something? don't think so. I could be wrong. Correct me if I am. <laughs> I don't um, know. I, I thought I'd seen them uh, on Facebook somehow associated with them. I could be wrong. <laughs> there's no telling. I know. I know in the background everybody's kind of associated with everybody else. Yeah, it's, especially around here. Yeah, it and see that's the thing. It's not everybody thinks that this whole thing's a competition. I mean, you've got Empathica yeah. Radio. I'm going to give a shout out to them out of Ohio. Cool guys, and we've traded bands back and forth, and we've talked a few times. We're actually supposed to collaborate soon on a couple of episodes uh-huh. of ours and theirs. Yeah. Um, Driven Purpose Podcasters. Out I don't of, think I heard that one. Out of, uh, shit, I can't remember where. Um, but they're good. Cody and Elaine, they're pretty awesome. And we're, we're going to collaborate too. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's not as much of a competition, really. It's more network and helping each other out. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of that whole, okay, look, don't overstep your grounds. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not as bad as what people make it out to be. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing you was uh, mentioning a second ago, like the whole uh, everybody kind of views it as like a competition thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's actually one of the big reasons why I'm kind of getting out of the metal scene here um, is because in my experience personally, especially around Atlanta, I feel like a lot of the, the heavier bands locally, because um, I've witnessed it firsthand from vocalists of these bands and from different band members, from different bands as a whole, yeah. there's ego problems so bad around atlanta yeah like everybody wants to be headliners everybody Uh you know what i'm saying like and i kind of feel like especially with people my age today in the music scene in atlanta it's it's gotten to i mean if i'm wrong i'm sorry but (laughs) i think that honestly it's gotten about like appearances more than it has the music if that makes sense it has you know what i'm saying because back like i look at like 
videos I can find of the music scenes in the 90s mm-hmm. or the early 2000s compared to now. And, I mean, they've all had their styles, you know, and yeah. stuff. But I feel like nowadays it's really about, like, image more than anything to any to people now. And it is. It It's leaning that way. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say all bands are that way. But, well, no. Yeah. But for the majority, and I've worked with a lot of them, and, you know, I'll say this on here. You're never good enough to be snobby. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my feeling. If yeah. somebody's reaching out to you and, you know, you just kind of blow them off because they've only got, you know, 40 followers, 50 yeah. followers, you know, that's kind of a dick move. Well, I mean, I've even experienced that myself, dude. Like, I've reached out to prominent members of different scenes in Atlanta before mm-hmm. and around Georgia and stuff and uh, just – I mean – I don't like expect handouts from people or anything like right. that. Like it's not like I'm coming to you being like, "Hey, hand me a music career," you know. But um, it's kind of like people like that. Like you'll reach out to them, and it's kind of like you said, mm-hmm. just because you don't really have a big crowd following you yet, yeah. or a lot of likes, or whatever, they'll kind of just brush you off, mm-hmm. and it, and that's kind of what makes it hard as an artist or a musician to really get a start is when people have that attitude of like oh, well, they're just nobody, so I'm not, you, right. know, you know. But, I mean, I can I can get it from both sides because it's kind of like you're trying to be careful of what you associate your name with right. as an artist, but at the same time, from the other point of view, it's kind of like that. F- it's a horrible feeling, you know, mm-hmm. when you're at the bottom and you're trying to get those steps up, and mm-hmm. it's like you just can't get ahead because people don't want to work together. Exactly. And that's one thing I've always said, give me a shot and I'll show you what I can do. Yeah, exactly. Faith had old sin, new skin.
too many people want to brush you off like oh you've only got like 100 followers man what are you going to help me with what what yeah. can you help me with well that's the thing hit me up well let's people talk don't, let's find out what i can help you with yeah <laughs> you know well people don't realize man kanye west and uh i don't know all the the dudes he used to run with but like famous rappers uh like kanye and eminem and uh a lot of those dudes man they started off in basements yeah. they started off recording like nobody knew who they were nobody yeah. their name was not a household name you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and people didn't take them seriously when they started out and then now they're some of the most famous people on the planet. So yeah. stuff like that always kind of reminds me, like, you can literally start from anywhere. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is just be determined. That's right. It doesn't matter where you start from, where you yep. come from. I mean, hell, look at me. Small, podunk town. Yep. And I've got killer setup. I don't want to yeah, stroke dude. my own ego. But no, I'm, I mean, dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, this is a nice place. Y'all done really well with this. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, even, um, do you ever listen to Rock 100.5? Bayland's outside in the morning. I have before, yeah. Well, I was actually watching theirs, one of their videos earlier today, and um, they were talking about one of the other studios had people come in, and they were waving at him through the window, and he's like, yeah. he's like why do y'all keep waving? And he said, he said, yeah, when they come here, they, they never look surprised at the studio. They just see, oh, God, I'm back in a garage somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, that's a radio station, so... Yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, be humble. Stay yeah. humble. You know, don't think you're better than anybody else just because you can play a guitar or bang on a drum. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the unfortunate reality of being a musician. It's a struggle, right. for sure, because dealing with people and, I mean, there's always going to be those dudes who, you know. Yep. I mean, again, you know, our podcast, I know I'm not going to get Fozzy or Metallica in here, but. Hey, man, one day, man, you never know, dude. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. (laughs) But I do, I enjoy talking to the local artists. And like you said, this town needs something. This town needs something. Mm. I mean, hell, homespun's become a joke in the last couple of years. Well, it's like, I remember, speaking of homespun, I remember (laughs) when I was a kid, I used to love homespun. Like, every year that came around, I was excited as hell to get down there. Mm -hmm. I think my, my granddad's band even played there one time when I was a kid. Nice. I mean, they played all over the place. Um, but, I mean, I agree with you, man. Like, it... It doesn't help that it's held in the hottest part of the freaking year, either. uh uh-uh. It's... Even... I think this town started going downhill around 2014. Around there. For me, personally. You think it survived that long? <laughs> I mean, it's... it's Rotmart's always been kind of an iffy place, but it's just... I think it's a lot of the 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 community issues that we have here, yeah. like some of the crime that yeah. we and drugs that we have going on and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I think it's also just a lack of connection with each other. Like people around here, I mean, there, there's families around here who who get involved with each other and stuff and, and churches, but but if you notice, it's a close circle. Yeah, like it's very clicky. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I've run into that since high school. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there needs to be more more actual community here mm-hmm. if, you, if you know what I mean oh yeah and especially for arts and entertainment yes and that's one thing we're trying to do here but yeah. you know that takes a whole community I mean it takes yep. it takes everybody wanting to make the town better yeah I mean, we've got the um, oh what is that the uh, homeless initiative that's a really cool thing who's, who started who's over that um, 
Milholland. Victoria? Victoria, I think. Madison's relatives? I think or? her mom, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And, you know, we've extended the invitation to have them on the podcast, too. Yeah. She's, uh, she's really busy. So Sonny plays busy. guitar, don't he? You know, he's my neighbor, and I'll be honest with you, I hardly know anything about them. Well, I <laughs> Again, remember, back to the community thing. Yeah. Well, me and uh, I mean, me and Madison hung out a little bit in high school, and I went over there one time, and I remember him having guitars up on the wall and stuff. That's pretty cool. And her telling me that he played, I think. Yeah, I know last time she was here, she was talking about their record collection. They're pretty pretty astute record collection. <laughs> I uh, Yeah. I um. Yeah, I'm starting mine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got some Beastie Boys up there. I like some Beastie Boys. Man. That's right, Beastie on See, vinyl. That's, I was that's what I was raised on, man. Was like Beastie Boys, like, and it's funny because my adoptive mom, you know, she gospel, old timey country gospel, all her life, mm-hmm. and before they adopted me you know the people that i was around when i was a kid it was always alice in chains stone temple pilots mm-hmm. like uh kid rock god my mom loves kid rock my real mom and uh machine gun kelly she's always telling me you look just like machine gun kelly <laughs> and uh i just i love that kind of music man i i hate that i was born in the middle of it you know yeah. what i'm saying well i don't think you really appreciate it as much when you're born and you live through it, because I'm a 90s kid, you yeah. know, born in 85, so I got the entire blunt of <laughs> yeah <laughs> of grunge and yeah. all that, and I, honestly, at that age, I was like, this this sucks. Yeah. But looking back on it, I'm going, damn, that was some good music, especially when you look at what's being released now. I mean, not knocking new artists, not knocking well, anybody. I'm just saying there was a it was a different time period. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And I, I mean, the way that I am now, I used to be that kid that was like, oh, if it's not metal, I hate it, you know. Oh, you're one of those kids. Yeah, when I was in school, this man. <laughs> I was a lot different when I was a teenager. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, all make mistakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of how I am now. I mean, there's definitely artists and, and music that I don't enjoy, but I do give people credit because, I mean, especially people who are successful because – I mean, yeah, you can record a simple little pop song and, and get famous overnight these days, but yeah. at the same time, it still takes a lot of work to get to where these people are, and I think that you have to give them credit for being smart with things like marketing. And, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, some of them do the crazy things they do on purpose to get reactions from people to gain a following. Oh, yeah. You know what I I'm mean, saying? look at Bieber. And, I mean, that's kind of smart. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there's, I think, there's plenty of ways to turn your name into a household name. Oh, it's yeah. just what do you want to be associated with and what yeah. do you want to be remembered by? Exactly. Exactly. There's so. a lot of that. Yeah. So, like, I, that's why I try to, nowadays, I just try to be like, well, even if I don't like them, I do respect that they're an artist or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of artists that I don't listen to. I know their stuff, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, well, they're I good, mean, but. It's like I'm I'm not a big fan of like Justin Bieber, right? But yeah. if me and him ever met, like I'd be down to hang out and jam with him, you know. Oh yeah. Like it's nothing like, oh, I don't like your music, so I'm not gonna right. talk to you. Like <laughs> Ugh, pop. Get yeah. away from me. No. <laughs> no, I, I I understand that. Yeah. And I mean I think that's the best way to be, you know, just Well be and open. I, I think that's it makes you an easier person to be around as a whole within the music industry and just as a person too, to yeah. be just 
cool to everybody because it's kind of like, you know, I got, I got bullied a bit in school and stuff when I was growing up and it's like, if I turn around and, and act like that snobby goody two shoes to other people, just because I was treated like crap, like why, what's that going to do for me? That's just going to make people not like me. You right. know what I'm saying? So even though I've gotten good at music and I've got like these skills now that I'm trying to put to use and everything, like if I ever do become successful, I always want to remind myself where I came from and what like, you know, what that means as an artist and as a person. So basically just to, to keep a well-rounded personality as a musician. Mm-hmm. That's good advice right there. Yeah. That's good advice. Well, it's, I mean, it's literally advice that's been given to me by other musicians that I've looked up to before. Yeah. I mean, they all say the same thing. Just be easy to work with and be easy to be around because that's the best way to get anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, that's, that that could end the podcast right there. There you go. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's your advice for the day. <laughs> yeah. The golden nugget of wisdom. The golden nugget. <laughs> but, yeah, it just, again, back to the community in the Rock Mart and even Polk County in general. You know, they, they do this, um... Was that first Fridays or last Fridays? Yeah, or yeah. Whatever it's it like, was. Uh, they did that at the Aragon Barbecue or something, right? One year? Or the, no, they did that at the theater in Cedartown, right? What? The, the first Fridays? The first Fridays? No, no, they block off the one-way street here. and. Uh, hang oh, they're doing it here? Yeah, that way. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they block off the one-way street and have a band, uh, and they barely promote it. And wasn't, um, <laughs> what's his name? Um, Who? The guy from Cedartown. He used to be over at Oscar Guzman. Was, is he the run, one that runs that? Because he was, like, running it or, or booking for it or something a while back. Possibly. I know Cedartown does one. Cedartown yeah. does a second Friday or third Friday. Yeah. Basically, they shut the street down for that Friday, and they just have bands, a couple of bands play, and they do little consignment shops and little vendors and stuff, and they hardly promote it, which sucks. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, they're trying to bring stuff back to this town, but it just, I feel like it's an afterthought. They treat music and arts and entertainment like an afterthought. Yeah. Like, if it's not sports, baseball, football, Little League, Pee Wee, whatever, it's just like, oh, here, go do something. Well, I feel, I kind of agree with you. I feel like a lot of families around here, too, like, in this type of, in this type of county or city, it's a very rural area where, mm-hmm. you know, there's not many big things going on. There's not a whole lot of, of yeah. hustle and bustle. And I think that this environment creates this mentality of settling, yeah. if that makes sense. And It does. Janani, first to fall.
not knocking it because it it takes guts and it takes a, a strong-willed person to work factory work and oh, yeah. do hard work for 40 years to take care of your family. Like, I mean, that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got to respect those people for doing that. Yeah. For me, I couldn't do that for the, my whole life because that's just not what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? There has to be something more, right? But I, f- like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people around here, because I even got this reaction from my mom when, you know, I told her that I wanted to be a musician when I was a teenager was, do you know how hard that is? Yeah. Do you know how how hard it is getting in the industry? Like, how is how are you gonna make that happen? Like, uh-huh. you don't even sing. You know, like it's just uh, people immediately go to you can't do that. Yeah. And it, it's like a switch. They just automatically switch to oh that's not possible or yeah. that's you know that's too hard or whatever. See, that's that's one of the things that kind of slowed mine with the podcast was mm. when I was getting into it. I, you know, I'll take you back to. A, Take it back a little ways here. Take it back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started this, oh God, 10 years ago-ish. Yeah. Started setting the plans for it. And um, love my folks to death, but they are very realists. And they are very, they were, they're not what you call, I don't want to say supporters because they support the hell out of me. And this is just, you know, but they're one of those, they're the kind of people who, they want you to see the dark side. They want you to see the the bad part of it first. Yeah. You know, and that's what I got told for at least a year. This will never work. This will never work. This will never work. And that's all I heard. And finally I was just like, okay, so this will never work. Yeah. Well, nothing else has worked because I've, <laughs> I've bounced around from job to job to job for, God, 20 years or more. Bro, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I, I don't mind putting myself out there publicly because screw it. But yeah. as embarrassing as it is to say, it's partially because of my bipolar, but it's also because of the goals and aspirations that I have. Yeah. And I don't want to be stuck in a small town forever. Nope. Like, I've probably had, oh God, I've probably had uh, at least 20 jobs in the past three or four years. Nice. Maybe four or five years. But, you know, a lot of people look at that as, oh, well, you can't hold down a job. Right. Like, you can't follow through with anything. Right. But on the flip side of that, it's more for me about I don't want to get stuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I don't want to get stuck in the same place because a big thing for me is I feel like I see the bigger picture more than other people do. Mm -hmm. And could be wrong. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm just delusional. Who knows? (laughs) But, you know, like, I feel like the way I look at it is we're going to die. Yep. We are all going to not exist anymore at some point in time on this planet. We only get a certain amount of time to live. Mm-hmm. And within that amount of time, it's up to you to make things happen that you want to happen. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I know that if and – and I'm not knocking working a job because like, you got to do what you got to do to survive. Oh, you yeah. know. But um, – because, I mean, I, I work to do what I got to do. Yeah. But – it's more about like in the long run I don't want to get stuck at a company mm-hmm. where I'm making the same amount of pay and even if they do give you raises within a lot of these mm-hmm. companies it's not very much nope. and it's still not a livable wage nope. and there's this big issue that I see right now especially I mean this and I think this is a global issue where the cost of living has gone up since I mean if you look at how it was in the 60s up until now it's continually going up and it's going to keep going up Uh and the price like the the wages that employers are paying are not matching up 
to the, the mm-hmm. cost of living. And all these people are, you know, freaking out about like, oh, well, you want to flip burgers and get paid $15 or blah, 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 whatever. And right. it's like, well, I mean, yeah, like people <laughs> need to be paid a livable wage. You know what I'm saying? Like I- maybe not $15 for something like McDonald's, but something to where, because I mean, you got to think about it, dude, if, if. I think people have an issue with not being able to, to see other people's point of view, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because you got to think about it like, you can lose everything in an instant. Oh, yeah. Like, people get so secure in what they have, and it's like, you, you have to remind yourself, like, you can lose everything, and then you might be going to McDonald's just because you ain't got no other option at the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I, ju- I just think it's one of those things where we have a lot of issues with that kind of stuff, and nobody's looking at it the right way. Well, I'm going to tackle this one. I'm going to tackle this one for you. All right. Um, here's the problem I see with raising minimum wage. Yeah. Raising the minimum wage is not going to do anything. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Raising minimum wage is a is a Band-Aid for the actual situation. Yeah. The situation that we need to be focused on is not raising minimum wage. It's cutting these career politicians from taking as much taxes out as they can. They mm-hmm. kill us with taxes. I'm making a decent living now. Decent. Yeah. I could be making a lot more if I wasn't losing three, four, five hundred dollars yes. every check. Yeah. For what? I feel that. It's going to people who are who are career welfare people. It's going to fix these wonderful roads that we have through our little towns. <laughs> yep. That from my drive from Rockmar to Austell, I already need an alignment because of the potholes. Yep. But that's where my taxes are going to pay for that crap. Yeah. We're paying politicians to. To what? To piss us off? I honestly, <laughs> people might give me a lot of shit for this, but honestly, man, I really think that the way that we have the government system and the societal system set up is mm-hmm. complete bullshit. It is. I think that we have way too many politicians in each office. We have too many people working on the same things. We have, I mean, within the House of Representatives, there's like, what, 100 members or something? Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, don't all, quote me on that because I, I got, you know. It's I'm, actually a little more. But, and they're all making seven figures. Yeah. Or high sixes. With, While the backbone of society, the working class mm-hmm. people, are getting screwed. Yeah. And, I mean, I won't disagree with that because, I mean, I do yeah. think that the, the because, middle class people are getting screwed. Because, remember, back in the 80s, mm-hmm. hell, even, yeah, even in the 80s. You know, three twenty-five, seven, seven dollars an hour would have been a luxury back then. Yeah. three dollars an hour, forty cents an hour. I mean, mm-hmm. look at it. It's, it's not the pay. It's what they take out of that pay. Yeah, I, I can agree live, with that. Because there was a time I worked at Walmart, so I have plenty, plenty of experience on making that horrible, horrible decision of gas, groceries, or just food through yes. a drive-through. Which yep. one do I want tonight? Yep. Actually, which one do I want this week? The, I worked I worked for a little company here in town. I'm not going to call them out because they just suck anyway. I think I already know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> They're less than a mile from my house. The pay that they offered me, and I was driving a forklift. Yep, night shift, right? Night shift. Yep, minimum with, wage. With our 50-cent differential, I couldn't afford gas to get from my house yep. to that job. And, and companies like that, they, they wonder why they can't keep people. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll complain that they have a lot of layover, and it's like, well... Oh, yeah, the turnover rate I mean, was like 80-something percent. Dude, <laughs> even even millionaires like Gary Vee talk about how you're going to run a business, but you're going to pay 
Johnny 12 bucks an hour and you expect him to devote his life basically mm-hmm. to your company. Like you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's not how humans work, you know? Nope. And you pay me minimum wage, you're going to get minimum effort. I just, I just see this monetary issue with the monetary system that we use getting worse over the next 100, 200 years, however long it stays in place. And I think that they need to figure out something different than the current monetary system that we use because I just see it's going to keep rising until eventually mm-hmm. the money that we have is worthless. Right. I mean, I, th- I mean, I would not be opposed. I don't know if this would be a solution because I, I mean, I'm not a economist or you know i don't yeah. study money or anything like that but kind of you know in star wars how they've got digital money mm-hmm. like when they're working with each other the bounty yeah. hunters and stuff they trade in credits things yeah. like that i wonder if maybe something like that would would it would for a while it yeah. would for a while but then people would become corrupt yeah, and still kind of same it would problems still, yeah because yeah. people are people now i'm now i'm 100 percent for bartering yeah Kind of like they used some? to do before yeah. modern society. Yeah. Yeah. If I grew I mean, this this goes all the way back to, you know, you've got your own garden, you've got your own cows, your own stuff. Yeah. You know, hey, look, dude, I got a gallon of milk here. I'll trade you for some uh, squash. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I think about a lot is if you really think about it, humans make it hard for other humans. Mm-hmm. Like, people t- I'll constantly talk about, well, you can't blame anybody else for the outcome of your life. And I agree with that. That's true. To an extent, yes. But as far as like the community of humans on this planet, the humans that run the planet literally make it hard for other humans, which yeah. is people, us right, on the lower levels of society. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's just mind blowing how people just kind of just let that happen. And, you know and the bad saying? part is we vote for it. Yeah. We man. vote yeah. it into happening. <laughs> so, so I don't get into politics a whole lot, but since we're talking about this, tell me if you think this is true or not. Okay. The voting system is completely rigged. Oh God, yes. Like oh, it doesn't God, matter. Yes. It doesn't matter how many people vote, what who they vote for. There's a d- outcome already determined by money oh, being, yeah. being switched hands oh, behind oh, the yeah. scenes. Uh, let me tell you something. Why? Let me ask you this question. And this goes out to our f- listeners too. Why? Why? Why <laughs> would you spend millions? sometimes billions, for a job that only pays $400,000 a year. When, and honestly, you don't even have that much control because everything you do, you have to pass through the House, you have to pass through the Senate, you have to pass mm-hmm. through Congress, you have to pass through all that to even make one decision. It takes yep. 400 people for me to say, hey, I want to raise the minimum wage. Mm, no, 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 no. Problem is, we got too many gray hairs in there. We got too many people who've been in there for 30, 40, 50, 60 freaking years. Literally, I don't know. I don't remember if it was, it was, maybe it was uh, an ancient Greek philosopher who said this. I cannot remember if it was like one of our founding fathers or if it was somebody from a more ancient time. But I remember a quote that I heard that said, the best people to run a society are the people who think about the bigger picture, talking about basically the philosophers and the people who think about humans as a whole. That's probably Socrates. Socrates. Yeah, I think (laughs) that might have been what it was. Um, And that's the problem. We don't have people like that in government. We have people who want power and control, Mm -hmm. and we have people who are there for the financial gain, but we don't have – and I'm – I'm, I'm not saying this applies to every member because I think we probably do have people that are decent and trying to help. Probably have a handful that just yeah. get outvoted. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's the issue is we have people who are, they just don't think about the right things. 
Oh yeah. And it's 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 killing the human it is race as a whole. <laughs> I mean, we are. That's that's plain and simple. And you know, even when it was established, Washington, he even said, you know, this is not a career. You show up, you do your meetings once, twice, yeah. maybe three times a year, and you go back to a regular job. Yeah. You, you know. You because it's supposed to be, this country was founded on things were supposed to be decided in a community effort, mm-hmm. which means the people get together, decide mm-hmm. what they want, and boom, then we make the decision and, and continue on. Exactly. And that's the problem is the people don't have the power anymore. The, like literally people have allowed the government to be the leading force in our society. Uh-huh. And that's the problem. Cause I mean, even our founding fathers, the whole reason they set up this country was to have a, a country where the government wasn't completely in control. Yeah. And cause you, know, you like, if everybody, if everybody in this country got up tomorrow and marched on Washington, they would throw people in prison for that. Uh-huh. You know what but I'm saying? The problem is you couldn't get enough people to march. Uh-uh. You couldn't get enough people to and march. And that's the issue. Like, I honestly believe that it's time for another revolution, but people don't want to do that. Well, you know, Thomas Jefferson said the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. I mean, it's the truth, I mean, man. And that's the thing. If you stood up against the government and it, if it did take violence, you would be labeled a terrorist. Right. And I think that's insane. And see, and that was something else that they never – that. I mean, it's another Thomas Jefferson quote is, Mm -hmm. you know, you're the people should never fear the government. The government should always fear the people because we are supposed to have that power to pull people out. Because we create the government. Exactly. Why would you vote for something like that? Why? I don't waste my time with it. I'm just going to be straight with you. I just want to like (laughs) put a little disclaimer, like. (laughs) <laughs> for that last comment I made, I'm not trying to incite violence from people. No, 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 no. Stick by it. Stick by it. This is the mosh pit. Get your pitchforks and torches ready. We march at dawn. Well, Go like maybe the, not. The 300 at the Battle of Thermopylae or whatever. Yeah. I, I think that was the right spot. I don't know. But, uh, like, I mean, I would love to see a peaceful revolution take place and, like, where we kind of set things straight and remind the government who's the boss. But at It'd the same the, time, I it, think. It would be lovely, but it'll never be peaceful. No, I don't think so either. I think it's going to end up like another American Revolution, pretty I, much. Look at um, look at the march they did on was it North Carolina? I don't know. Where they did the gun thing? Hang on. Oh, like all those people marched with guns and stuff, yeah. or something. Yeah, well, I heard I, something about that. I don't. I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was North Carolina. Let me uh. Uh, they did a gun march and they just yeah up in Richmond, Virginia with the gun rally they did it was a peaceful protest but they the media blew it up like it was you know like they were all terrorists like they were there shooting their guns at people and they tried yeah. to call it all whites they had so many other nationalities there representing because again you can't take our guns I mean Mm-mm. well I remember somebody was talking about, or I read it somewhere where uh, some famous person from history said something about that's the first step to taking complete control of a society is taking their weapons. I mean, look at Hitler. Or something like that. Yeah, I think it was something related to Hitler or something like that. And you can read all the textbooks you want. Hitler didn't march in and destroy everything. Hitler was voted in. This is... This is like my core belief about Mm -hmm. all this. I honestly think that America has turned into the new Rome. Yep. 
and every empire has a lifespan. Yep. And we're reaching the end of that lifespan. Oh God, I've said that for years. I think that I think that America is not going to be America anymore within the next few hundred years. I, I, I don't give it that long. I hundred percent believe that that's going to happen, and I think that that's the best thing to happen to this place oh, because. Yeah. Tear I mean, down, people, start over. <laughs> well, it's not just that. They feed us with so much propaganda mm-hmm. about the things that are going on in other countries that's not even the truth. Right. We've got we've got the left and the right media. Mm-hmm. We've got all these people arguing amongst the we've got mm-hmm. all these different sides. And I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, we've been on this planet for thousands of years and we still have not learned how to unite as one species and live with, in peace with each other. Nope. Dylan Little, hard to leave. Alright, so this is kind of improv, so <laughs> Here we go. Mr. Dylan Little, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, that was awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. Cool, cool. Well, what it sounded like was great from this end. So, all right. Hope you guys enjoyed that.